You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. With our fluctuating and pressured currency, investors are having to navigate the dynamic waters of offshore investments with a whole lot more intention. The exchange rate plays a pivotal role in shaping the profitability and risks associated with international investments. And as markets intertwine and borders blur, understanding the intricacies of exchange rates has become essential for people seeking to maximize their returns. Joining us now with a view is Sangeeth Sunath, who is Deputy MD of 91. A very warm welcome to you. So let's start firstly then with your assessment of our currency. Do we simply now have to accept that volatility is built-in risk. Jeremy, yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I, I think absolutely. I mean, it's it's not a surprise, though, because the rand is actually quite a cyclical asset, and man, many people don't actually realize that. And so it, it's quite volatile, and that is expected, but obviously more so in the short term than in the long term, which is not what many people think about, because they do actually invest offshore for far longer, client, South African investors anyway, uh, than they do in the local market. And obviously, with a bit of time comes more certainty, even on the currency and even on a cyclical asset. So what type of investment philosophy is then needed during a time of weak, and weak currency and, and the volatility that you describe? Again, it, it very much depends on where you're choosing to invest and for how long. So, you know, if you've got a, a fairly long term time horizon, you want to choose something that's kind of almost counter cyclical to the rent. And what's interesting is when you go offshore, a growth asset globally, a developed market growth asset globally, is actually counter-cyclical to the RAND. And so when you get RAND weakness, generally developed market equities actually do relatively well. And so South African investors have this really interesting dynamic that goes on that, you know, even though you're investing at a, you know, a weak point of the RAND, you're actually getting the benefits when you're investing offshore. And I mean, this is what we've been trying to get across, which is when you invest over the long term, where you decide to invest is far more critical than the point in time in which you invest. Because over that long term, you know, the currency movement is probably only 20 to 30% of the return that you generate as an SA investor. But I'm going to say that again. I mean, where you choose to invest is far more important than the time that you decide to invest. And many people don't get that. So how then do you make a a qualified decision about that geography, about that destination? And how do you factor in the risks and the upside associated with that? Yeah, I mean, look, as I said, I think, you know, the RAND is very cyclical. It is very high uncertainty levels. It's a very liquid traded currency. And so when you choose to take that risk to start, you've got to make sure you're properly remunerated for the risk that you take. And so when you go offshore, you know, choosing something that's a money market equivalent or even an income type of investment is actually not going to give you enough benefit for the risk that you take. And so, you know, we've done a really interesting study of recently to show some evidence behind it, you know, and if you think about, and we did it relative to the 91 Global Franchise Fund in particular, but that's kind of the equivalent of taking proper growth offshore and going investing in global equities, that really properly remunerates Mm. you for the risk because a lot of clients actually go offshore and think that if they sit in US dollar cash or euro or sterling cash, that they've done enough. And that's definitely not the case. 
Are there specific sectors or asset classes then that are more sensitive to currency fluctuation? And I'm assuming that there are. So if that's the case, how then should investors be navigating those factors when considering uh, a strategy to take their money offshore? Yeah, I mean, look, you you can go to the nth degree of trying to figure out what sectors, what themes. You know, there's a whole host of things that you unpack as you go through it. I think it becomes quite complex when you're investing offshore. And by nature, then, what you want to do is you want to make sure you choose somebody who's actually got that skill set, who looks at it on a daily basis and is making that decision for you. In these type of conditions, given where the markets are at the moment, you generally want a high-quality business which has a very strong balance sheet and actually a business that's actually generating cash flows. And so that's our view on the skewness of where you want mm-hmm. to be at this point in time. But whether you decide to play the technology space or the, or the healthcare space or commodities, I think you've got to have a lot of skill in being able to call that sector right when you go in and you've got to call that sector as the downturn and sell out at the right point in time. So I would rather say, well, find a manager or a portfolio that has the skill to do it, allocate to it, make sure that you've considered the quality of the businesses and the process that they're following. But don't try to call, you know, I mean, there's some really good examples in the last year where people would have invested in companies thinking that was a sure bet, and it definitely wasn't. And just a final one then, as we are having this conversation, we have seen a slight recovery in the RAND today. Um, Looking forward and in the very short term, what's your outlook? So there's three things you need to think about when you when you consider the currency. The one is the valuation, and I think it's fairly clear when you look at other emerging markets and the volatility of the rand that from a valuation perspective, we're undervalued. There's no doubt about that. But there's two other things that people don't necessarily take into account. The one other thing is the fundamentals. So that's the second thing you need to consider. And when we talk about fundamentals, it's about the growth characteristics of South Africa. It's about the interest rate differences between South Africa versus the US, those inflation rate differentials. On that front, we're actually not that good because our growth projections are pretty low. The third factor you need to consider is sentiment. And if you think about South Africa, the political environment, you know, if you think about Lady R, if you think about load shedding, that's not positive for South Africa. So you've got these two factors that are fairly negative, and you've got the valuation factor that tells you that the RAND is far weaker than it should be. And so when you're thinking about this, it's not a one-dimensional mm-hmm. view. Um, and so at this point in time, you know, on the balance, we still think the RAND is probably a little bit weaker than it should be. But you've got to keep those other factors in mind when you're, when you're thinking about the currency at the moment. Um, and some of that pullback is the fact that I think many people think that the RAND has become far weaker than, and it's been priced far weaker than where it actually should be because people are very negative to the RAND at the moment. Sangeeth uh, Sunath, thank you very much indeed.